Open your eyes. Wake up, Link. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Hyrule Field Report. Jas, what did we do last time? Uh, last time we said our goodbyes to Raru, and as well as recalling the Master Sword, which we never mentioned the last time, by the way, and headed downward off the Sky Islands to Hyrule Field. Did we even talk about seeing Zelda on the bridge? What bridge? What, on the Sky Island? On the Sky Island. Yeah. Like, right at the end of the Sky Island, you're sort of walking out on that. Well, I guess it's not a bridge because it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was confused. I'm like, what bridge? Like, is that bridge into nothing? It's where you leap off? Yeah, like, that's what I was saying. We didn't. Like, pretty yeah. big thing, like, before you kind of, we got to, like, the end of the Great Sky Islands, there's a whole kind of big deal. Of, like, Did we not mention that? I'm sure we, we spoke about, like, when the sword goes away, you hear, like, a recall noise. and. Did we? I don't think we did. Well, we have done now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll remember. Um, after that confusing start on this week's episode of the report, um, we're going to be taking our first steps into Hyrule Field proper and finding out just what the hell is going on following our. Um, less than fortunate encounter beneath Hyrule Castle. So, um, did we get to the end of that bridge to nowhere, as we described it? Um, did you guys just jump straight down? Um, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Like, clearly having a little look around, and then saw there was like a kind of body of water. Or like new, I, um, I was a kind of general area to jump because it's kind of where else can you go, right? Well, I went back and took one of the gliders down. Oh, did uh, you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> where the where the hell did you end up landing then? Uh, not where you're supposed to. Like way south, <laughs> like way south, because it points you south, right? I think if I'm. Uh, I mucked around with it. I think I ended up going kind of. Ended up at Hyrule Castle. No, I just ended up a little bit west of where you're meant to. All right, because you're meant to land in, as Jas pointed out, the big body of water, which mm-hmm. is uh, conveniently named the Bottomless Pond, <laughs> mercifully, um, because if physics had anything to say, um, Link would have met a quick and sudden end. Yeah, you just always the like, surface tension of like, the water. <laughs> looks like thinking too far ahead. Is like, he's like, well, I've not got a paraglider yet. Like, let's just yep. take the actual glider, like these, the games, like Zone Eye gliders down, because that's what you're meant well, to do. <laughs> we kind of spoke about this on one of the last episodes, that it almost, there was a point where I was genuinely thinking, are we even going to get a paraglider in this game? So, I, mm. well, what you did, like, doesn't feel that wild to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you still landed was- within... Central Hyrule Field, unfortunately, not often. No, southeast, southwest direction. I think the the glider started flashing. Yeah. So I just was mm. like, right, I'm jumping into the first body of water I see. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that happens after you're either on it 
for I couldn't work it out. Like it's for a certain distance or a certain it's a time. Distance, yeah, I think it's distance based. But uh, yeah, eventually your your Zonai devices will flash out of existence, which I I guess is a balancing thing. I only some, only some until they break the game. From what I figured out so far, at least. Yeah. But yes, we land. I mean, yeah. In... So most most Zonai devices, it's just based on like your battery, right? Yeah, and then uh, like, even then. Like after a while, even with your battery, like it will. Even if you've got like mostly full battery, it will still puff out of existence after you get to a certain distance. I see. There's certain things that, yes. that don't know, like swear, like because I've built yeah, like just like a flying device like, recently, and it's just like fans and one of the little control sticks, and it never runs out. <laughs> Yeah, I've not had that because I also built a hover bike because <laughs> they're just too good. Um, but yeah, like it's bigger contraptions definitely seem to like. I think it's like the wings and stuff like that don't seem to stick around. Yeah, yeah. In my experience, it's not like they're tied or anything. It's just as soon as I leave it somewhere, it's gone when I come back. Oh yeah, like that's just kind of memory issue with the game, really. Mm. Like... Yeah, I mean that's inevitable, right? Because otherwise, people would just be. Covering Hyrule and stuff. But like, you don't even have to like roam that far for like stuff to disappear. Because I was doing like a a Korok, like getting one of the Koroks to like his, his wee pal, and like I literally like ran to like get some Zonai items like a couple of yards away, and I turn around and like go back to the Korok, and the items that I just collected were gone. Mm. I'm like, well, you're not getting up there anytime soon. So, so it's um, I think it's still quite. It's 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 strange, kind of landing in Central Hyrule Field as your first kind of mainland area. It's it's because, a fun twist on the last game because that was such a terrifying area. Yeah, that was Guardian Central, right? Mhm. Um, like you did not want to get near the castle just because. You know, unless unless you were very prepared, you were probably going to die. Um, kind of stuck around the Great Plateau at at most, um, and I'm pretty sure was it in Breath of the Wild was the tower in Hyrule Field like not like just terrifyingly getting like targeted constantly by guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, whole, the the whole challenge of that tower was just going around it so that guardians were on mm. the other side of the tower from you mm. and you go up a little bit further you get targeted by another one so you got to avoid that one but thinking about it it's weird compared to breath of the wild but compared to most other zeldas doing the starting area and then going to hyrule castle town is actually like the pretty basic flow right yeah i mean like it's as early as i can think of for being a hyrule castle town like back in you know Ocarina. Yeah. Or even Link to the Past before that. Link to the Past. The very uh, first thing you do is go to Hyrule Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, similar vibes in Twilight Princess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a common thing. Um, so it is kind of a return to the series roots in some respects, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, when I went back yesterday, I realised that, yeah, from the bottomless pond to 
like Lookout Landing, if you just go, you know, as the crow flies, it's really close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think probably all three of us got distracted on our way towards um, the objective. <laughs> um, well, I mean, was it an objective right away? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's marked. Yeah, look at London is marked for you to go there. Yeah. Okay, I don't remember that. Um, you were trying to get your bearings after <laughs> gliding into no man's land. Yeah, like that's probably why you're confused of what, if it was an objective because I think if you just. <laughs> dive off like you're supposed to like like as the clouds are kind of parting a little bit you actually get a little look at the lookout landing mm. before it kind of shoots you down like more south of where it actually is so the first thing I did after landing I think I so there's bottomless pond a little bit to the south, there's like Battery or Lake. I think I just landed in there, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe to the left, there's Lake Coloma. One of those two. Um, very quickly, I found a horse. And immediately I managed to get on one of these horses, tame it. Like, well, I've got to find a stable then. So I followed the path a little bit, found a stable. Um, and on my way to the stable, I messaged my girlfriend, like, what should I name my first horse? Um, and bless her, she said, Epona. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so she said, then call it Lady Mascarpone. Um, but then I got to the stable, and one of the, my favourite surprises of the game so far. All my horses were there from Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really neat touch. Well, it just makes sense, right? Like, they're not going to... Yeah. Like, the stable association is not going to just release all of Link's horses after he saves, <laughs> you know, saves Hyrule. Like, you don't need these anymore, right, Link? Like, they're still going to be there. Um, well, and it makes sense gameplay-wise. Like, they can't give you all your gear, but they can give you your horses. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was just really amusing. Just like I actually didn't taken out. find out about the horses until a little bit later. Like, and I was spent like mm. after I landed, like I spent absolutely ages trying to like catch horses. Like, cause then, and then <laughs> shortly after that, like I saw like a one of the fallen shooting stars like land in the distance, mm. and I got to get this horse. Got to get this horse. Like, eventually tamed it. <laughs> they didn't have the stable. Just like a just a wild horse, like no saddle or anything. And I'm like just making a beeline south for the shooting star. And just as I was edging closer to it, it disappeared. Ah, heartbreak. I was like, ah. Last night when I was just trying to mark all of the shrines for this episode, I got two shooting stars, so I ended up playing a little later than I was planning to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think as soon as I found... I didn't find out until a little bit later as well about the, the horses carrying across, but as soon as I did, I immediately pulled out the... Ganondorf horse from the first game, the, yeah. the giant one with the orange mane. <laughs> I've mostly just been using the one I caught in this game because it feels, you know, appropriate. Well, oh, I, went, things, I, went straight, like, I went straight back to my, my strongest one. I had like horses named after Dark Souls bosses. Uh, like, my my best like horse was uh, my best horse was Shadowfax, king of the king of the horses. 
Oh, but, my horse, my main horse from Breath of the Wild is called Randy, because when I got my first horse, I put on Snapchat, what should I call my horse? And my friend Rich, who's a big Randy Orton fan, said <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Me. And it's, it's, I'm glad I went with that, because the next reply I got was Nadolf Hitler. Oof. Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, I do not have a horse called Nadolf. I think one thing I will say is, just while we're on the topic of horses, um, definitely not as useful in this game compared to Breath of the Wild, I found. Like, um, Breath of the Wild, I was using horses sense, a lot. Yes, but they will come from a lot further away than they did in Breath of the Wild, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so actually mechanically, I think they are more useful. It's just later yeah, in the game. There's so many other ways yeah. of traveling. It's just uh, like and... with you there, Jay. I think like just later, like you said about say like later in the game, there's just certain parts of the region and the way the maps kind of designed just doesn't seem to benefit having a horse a whole lot. Yeah, I think just apart from like being when able you're in to... the central central Hyrule area, it's fine. But anywhere else, it's a pain. I think a lot of people felt that way about Breath of the Wild too. Like once you've unlocked all the towers, there's not much point having a horse when you can just walk to a tower and glide to your destination. And we'll we'll get into why <laughs> the timbers on this game really enhance that <laughs> in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I I sometimes I like to use a horse because it keeps me at ground level and lets me find yeah, things it's and see like... things a little more. And see the uses in it. It's different ways of exploring the map, right? Rather than kind of doing. Mm. In the skies above, like you do at ground level. Definitely found it's, the car. Depends on what you're few. after and what you're kind of looking for, you know? Yeah. It's sometimes, like you said, just travel along and see what you can see makes... You, you, you'll you obviously... Rather than just gliding through the sky, you'll, you'll get a lot more out of roaming along on the ground, meet interesting people. Um... Mm. And before we get into maybe some of the interesting people you can meet in, in a Hyrule Field from the very beginning, um, one thing that will probably immediately draw your eye, like it always does, is there are a couple of shrines not that far away from the uh, the landing spot of a uh, bottomless pond. Yeah, I think will... I think shrines are often placed to be a fast travel point, right? So it makes yeah. sense. You've just landed. You're going to want to have a base of operations to come back to. Yeah, I mean, like, there's always one thing we'll find as we go through the game is there's always a shrine, like, very close to a, a stable, for example. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely the case. So, um, but yeah, there's a couple reasonably close by that will probably draw the eye. Um, should we get into a little bit about those? Yeah, so directly to your west, you've got Geosyn Shrine. Um, which is shape rotation. Yeah, this was kind of a. It was a bit more of a chance to get the grips of Ultra Hand. I found so. Oh, the... oh my god! Wait. What? I did this one before I had my conversation with you guys. I still didn't understand shape rotation. I think. No, that can't be right. There's no way I could have done this right if I didn't know how to rotate. 
<laughs> so the so the the way you're meant to do this shrine is obviously you're you you you've got these giant unwieldy shapes and it's like a it's like one of those you know children's games like puzzles where you know you've got to fit the <laughs> fit the fit the block for the through the 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 hole um and it's a chance to you know play about with rotating and then get a, get to grips with ultra hand um definitely so I'm remembering i'm remembering finding it very difficult like a little fiddly yeah i think I, it's I, meant I, I don't to be. think it yeah i don't think it's that i didn't know how to rotate it's that i'd only just learned how to rotate yeah this like would have been impossible if you had yes. to rotate <laughs> i don't know how you would have done that <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, I must. I must have had known the buttons, but I'd literally just learned them the night before talking to you. I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of. Uh, I think the the first the first one, which uh, the first shape you're given is fairly simple. Like the second one, you've just got to think about a bit laterally and kind of envisage the the shape and how you're going to get it through the hole. It's, uh, but it's not a, not a difficult shrine by any stretch of the imagination. It's also not one that you can break as well, which I think is quite important for still an early shrine that you're going to be wanting to you know play about the power learn how to use ultra hand and manipulate it for yeah, solving puzzles pretty um, much all the shrines in higher field feel like a they're still um they're still teaching you right this is still the tutorial oh yeah definitely yeah oh, I, I, a I don't think the tutorial ends until no, you're given your your main objective, which will probably end this episode on. I would expect. Yeah, this one or next one, depending how long we blather on. <laughs> um, and yeah. if we go the other direction, um, we've got the dinosaur hunter, Tukarok shrine. Tukarok. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, where you get your, your, no your hands on the cere- on the cerebral bore weapon, right? <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember the shrine at all, <laughs> so I'll leave this one to you guys. Forward force. Oh right, it's um. Yeah, it's just using like cars, basically. <laughs> um, and it's it's mostly about reverse. So like, you have cars going back and forth. You climb on one and reverse it. Then you go, you have one rolling down a hill, you get on that and reverse it, stuff like that. Kind of a bit of an extended recall tutorial yeah. in some respects, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that I don't remember it means it can't have left much of an impression on me. <laughs> there's a bunch in there, like there's wooden, there's a bit where you sail on some water, there's a bit where you're going up and down a hill. But yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty standard stuff. One thing that is quite cool is the one of the I'm just looking at the wiki here and the the chest from the shrine is a a, a zonite sword, strong zonite sword specifically, um, and I think these um, these weapons are really useful just because you can whack like a bog standard soldier con- soldier one construct horn onto this with fuse, and you've suddenly got. A, quite a powerful weapon for this stage of the game. Um, yeah, just they because boost anything Zonai attached to them, right? Correct. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and later in the game, once you get, I mean, for example, I, I don't know if it's been possible to have done this, 
he probably could have done this actually if he travelled back up to the Sky Island after um, after uh, after getting this item. But um, when you we spoke about the flux construct in the last episode, mm. when that dies, it leaves a kind of rotating core horn thing, which you can't pick up. It's not a drop, but you can fuse yeah. it whilst it's on the ground to get a pretty powerful weapon. Um, and I think that does also stack with the Zonite um, effect on the weapon. So, yeah. like, if you're looking for an early game weapon, um, go up and fight that Flux Construct with this, fuse it to your strong Zonite sword, and you've got something that will probably um, give any enemy a run for the money at this stage of the game. So, you were talking about how you have the... Um, the objective to go to Lookout Landing. Yeah. I don't necessarily remember getting the objective, but so what was happening, I was riding just vaguely around the area, and every NPC I met was like, oh, is that you, Link? You should go and see Pura right away. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) for some reason, you'd you'd missed the the flashing yellow circle on your mini-map telling you to go to Lookout Landing. The game's not going to let you miss it by any stretch it's wanting you to go to lookout landing so eventually I did give in <laughs> yeah like fine um, off, like for so long as long as I could it's like, one thing that I items. one thing that I before we get into like some specific NPCs you can come across on Hyrule Field um one thing I really liked that I was already getting an impression of, even in this early sort of exploration, you get an impression that since Breath of the Wild, the world is kind of healing a little bit. Like, the roads feel more mm. populated, there's more people dotted about. Um, it, it feels like Hyrule's starting to get back on its feet until, obviously, this happens with the castle and the, the sky falling and everything there. Um, uh, yeah, like uh, definitely. Uh, I think in Breath of the Wild, I don't remember outside of the stables and then obviously the main settlements. I don't remember feeling like that impression that the uh, the world felt kind of des- not deserted. That's the wrong world, but uh, wrong word. But uh, people felt isolated in Breath of the Wild, whereas in this, you get. I'm already getting the impression that. People are coming together. The world is healing, like I was saying. I don't know if you guys got that impression from the... Yeah, the main thing is people... I don't know if I got it just yet, but once you start talking to people, everyone's saying, like, our people have been travelling from all over the country to help find Princess Zelda. And then every location you visit, they're like, oh, Princess Zelda came and helped us with this, or Princess Zelda came and helped us with Mm. that. So the impression I get is that she's doing a lot to heal the the country, Mm -hmm. which is nice. And yeah, definitely you see more travellers on the road. There's all the little... Um, I mean, for obvious gameplay reasons, but it, it also helps with this. There are the little stashes of materials to build with. Yeah. So yeah, it feels like... It's not like we're back on our feet, but that we're getting back on our feet. Um, speaking of those stashes of materials... Um, yeah. <laughs> did any of you come across a very unfortunate fellow... <laughs> Trying to prop up a thing. Addison. The best NPC <laughs> in the game, you mean? Addison. 
Addison, yeah. So I think this is a nice bit of world building, like even for this silly guy that you bump into early doors, but you do kind of find out that a big part of this kind of reconstruction effort and the world kind of healing in some respects, you mentioned obviously Princess Zelda seemed to have a big part to play, but perhaps even in a bigger part to play in some respects is um, Hudson Construction, who if you remember from Breath of the Wild, um, well, they initially built Link's house in Hateno uh, Village, but they then pretty much built a whole town <laughs> in, yes. in, in, in the Akala region, um, Tari Town. And they've uh, obviously since expanded and become uh, a very important part of Hyrule's infrastructure. Do you know what that's going to be? That's going to be organised crime right there. <laughs> what, you the money laundering, rupee laundering going on under the table? Yeah, oh, you know, just a one construction company getting involved in all the nation's infrastructure, spreading everywhere, all run by one guy. You know, he's got some ties, that's all I'm saying. Calls himself a president, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. <laughs> Founded his own Founded his own haven. <laughs> Probably a tax free free refuge. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> tax free tarry town. So do we um, enjoy doing Addison's little little self questions? Yes. There? Absolutely. Um <laughs> every single time. I'm just endlessly amused. Um by by trying to help this guy prop up his sign, um, I think for one it's also I, again a really good way of kind of teaching you to build structures and you know play about with fuse and and, and ultra hand and such there, um, but on the other hand it's just really funny. <laughs> just, I love the, I love it. Yeah. I love the panic he gets into like when you don't do your job properly and the sign like topples over and like. Both like oh, Mr. President, unacceptable like, uh, jump animation. Like, like if you pan, pan the camera around, you can see Link's face, and it's like, like crazy, like panic-stricken face as the sign top topples <laughs> over. I love it. He, he knows he can he can't offend the, the construction magnate by having his image touch the ground. Yeah, he's going to wake up with a pono's head in his bed if he does that. <laughs> I, I do think because all the other Hudson construction or he'll be workers sleeping with, the, meet, sleeping with the Hyrule bus. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> all the other Hudson with Zora, but it turns out he's into that based on Breath of the Wild. But like all the other Hudson construction NPCs that you meet in the game, they're all pretty competent at what they do, apart from this guy. And I, what I think actually happened probably is that, like this guy was probably trying to help out around Tarrytown and probably botching every job he was doing. So Hudson just said, uh, "Yeah, go on, just go and put up all these signs." Yeah, That's here's a really there. important job for you, mate. <laughs> I think we're on like, something, by the way, yeah. like with them being like some sort of kind of mafia or something, because like they're all got like son in their names as well. Like all these you have to legally change your name. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure there was an NPC that you meet 
uh, in the game, who's now joined Hudson Construction, has had and it's since added son onto his name. <laughs> like, I remember in Tarrytown in the first game, it was you were finding people with son in their name to like get them to join the village. That's right. Yeah. But now that he's I powerful enough, if he can. There was a gag where one changed their name. You can force them into changing their name. <laughs> but yeah, this guy, like, some of the places you find them, like, later in the game, just, like, there's points where I found him trying to prop a sign up on the edge of a cliff. I'm like, mate, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, like, way up in the like, yeah. snowy mountains. <laughs> like, who's going to see this? <laughs> like, when what? It's like, he he won't let go of it for long enough to do what he needs to to make it stay up. It reminds me of that. I can't remember if it was a tweet or a Tumblr post or something that was getting shared around of this dork at a school in America who saw the American flag on the floor and held it in his hands until someone could come and hoist it up. <laughs> and then all the replies are just making fun of him, like it's a flag, man. Don't be such a loser. <laughs> Imagine telling the teacher you're an hour late for your lesson because you didn't want to let the flag touch the floor. What is he an edit of that, that now? <laughs> Just it's a sign, man. Don't be such a loser. Yep. But yeah, uh, just some of the con- the contraptions I made to hold up his signs as well are just absolute eyesores. <laughs> but very fun. I do wonder, like, if there is a reward for finding him at every location and propping up all his signs. Because one thing I initially thought is, oh, this would just be a recurring thing. Like, you'll come back to the area and that sign will fall over again. So it's kind of an endless activity. But no, like, once you prop up that sign and he actually does his job and fixes it properly, anytime you come back, that sign is propped up. Like, and it's also actually, I don't know if you've noticed, it's it's also propped up in the way you propped it up. Like, so if it Kind of, if the sign tilts over even slightly, but still, still within the rules of the little mini game, like still standing, like he secures it in place, and it's like I've got one that's kind of barely, barely up, upright, and it's like tilted, and it's like forever tilted every time I go past it. Ah. I'm like, that's brilliant. See, I didn't have that problem because little touch. I mean, to get. I didn't have that problem because I'm perfect at construction. (laughs) You're clearly you need to add sun to your name now. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I do um, think he because he once he gets them up he does it pretty well. So maybe the problem's not that he's not competent. Maybe he's just so obsessed with the President Hudson that Hudson had to get rid of him. Yeah. It was getting weird. Mm. <laughs> like obviously there's that whole quest line in Breath of the Wild where you find Hudson if he, he falls in love with the Gerudo lady and to get married and such. Like, <laughs> imagine Addison was probably about Tarrytown and Hudson's like, dude, I've got a family. Stop being weird. <laughs> Take these signs, leave. It's a very important job. It takes you all over, I know. Only you can do it. <laughs> now, um. to save the president. One other thing that probably would catch your eye, I would expect, as you were going towards your objective, is um, 
this gaping chasm in the earth billowing out red death <laughs> mm. um i would imagine most players will have gone and checked out what that was all about um, and then their... been too terrified to go very close <laughs> um so we find out that they're they've been investigating it and i think if you talk to some of the npcs that are that are dotted about. There's one guy that's kind of peering over the edge, and if you go mm. up behind him and talk to him, he, like he gets a fright, and then he turns around and chastises Link. He's like, "Dude, I'm standing on the edge. Don't scare me. Like, what are you doing, man? I could have fallen There's in." Quite a few NPCs who say that, and I think it's gold. It's I'm waiting brilliant. for one to actually fall in. <laughs> I've not had that happen <laughs> myself. But, I don't uh, know if it will. I've had like fun. ones where like uh like. I'm like ascended up to a bridge. I was playing like earlier today. I ascended up through a bridge to like get to this NPC, and as soon as I popped through from the ascend, he was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I do like how NPCs react to what Link does. It's a neat touch. Mm. Oh, especially if you're um, like, using the ultra hand to like build stuff. Like you're too near NPCs, you can just start pro- like castle prop up a sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's another guy who's quite poorly lying in a tent talking about how he'd been he touched the kind of red ooze on the ground and you know he said it kind of sapped his life force and he's not feeling well because of it and if you do tread on the the red ooze on the ground one of the npcs will immediately stop you and go whoa don't don't do that that's really bad so yeah um the game's kind of telling you Stay away from this. This probably isn't worth investigating right now. Hmm. Well, I mean, even right at the very start of the game, um, Zelda's explaining right that the the gloom has been making people sick and stuff. Mm. So this we we had a little hint of it when we were under Hyrule Castle. Yeah, like that's what they. That's but, why they're partly why they're investigating underneath the castle at the beginning, right? That's right. Um. So whilst the game is telling you quite explicitly not to go near this, guess who jumped in? (laughs) Oh no. I jumped in right away because for some reason I thought, oh, there'll be a, there'll be some water maybe at the bottom of this. (laughs) Because I was still kind of thinking, yeah, there's probably not going to, there might not be a paraglider. And, uh, down I fell and splatted on the ground. <laughs> Dead. Um, didn't didn't see what was down there. Just got a game over screen. So um, yeah, it's not even worth <laughs> jumping down. <laughs> So, should we actually head to Lookout Landing? Yeah, we probably shall. That's enough arson around in Hyrule Field. Um, we should probably go to the the definite focal point, which is uh, the structure kind of situated not when we're kind of the, I suppose, ruins of kind of the, the, like the fountain in the castle town are, but just south of there. Yeah, um, of the main castle gates would be. That's it. Yeah, it's kind of this 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 almost well secured fort. Um, 
like high wooden walls. You can kind of see people patrolling and guarding it. Um, definitely uh, something new to go check out. And uh, of course, it's Lookout Landing, as we find out when we approach it. And I was talking about how on the way there, everyone's telling you, go and speak to Pura, go and speak to Pura. When you get there, that's even more the case. No one will tell, talk to you <laughs> at all yeah. until you've spoken to Pura. I tried to, like, there's kind of um, like a group of soldiers congregating near the gate, like as soon as you walk in for the south gate, and none of them will talk to you <laughs> at all. And I was just like, okay, should probably go talk to Pura. Because my natural response is, I'm going to do everything, I'm going to do all the side stuff before I do whatever the mission is, right? Mm-hmm. I say, it's, it's, it's like, no, go and speak to Pura. Leave me, like, stop talking to me, go and speak to Pura. That's like classic games mentality, right? You're going to go down the wrong corridor to see what's down there before you go the right way, right? Like, that's always, that's how I play games. Like, that's how a lot of people play games. I think it's um, it's one of those things that actually like 90% of players don't, but the kind of people who obsess over games and talk about games and record a podcast about games all do. <laughs> There's the famous um, Miyamoto quote that's like, always reward the player who goes left sort of thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a whole... Um, there's a whole... Like uh, this dungeon in Earthbound. Don't know if you've played Earthbound or far enough to get to this part, but it's a man who transforms himself into a dungeon, and the whole <laughs> <laughs> the whole area is like a deconstruction of dungeon design. And like the like the guy's like, mm, you can go right. That's the way you you pro- you're you're gonna have to go. But if you go left, there might be a reward down there for you. That's that's how a good dungeon should be designed. And it's very meta. It's a classic thing, right? If you like, see a waterfall in a game, like any game, like the first thing you do is someone who's played games for as long as we have, like you, you're going to check behind it. There's always a secret behind there. Always disappointed when there isn't. Yeah. So, um, you know, we were talking about all the way back up on the Great Sky Island that really fast-running river that's kind of tricky to get across. Mm-hmm. But my student said, yeah, you know you can just go walk behind the waterfall and skip it entirely. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but then finally we go up, we do see Pura, and, um... Well, she makes me really question how much time is supposed to have passed between Breath of the Wild and this game. Yeah, because when it introduces her, like, and gives you a little kind of info dump on who she is, like, it shows you what she was like in Breath of the Wild, right? Mm. She's like a lot. Which accidentally transformed herself into a full-on child. Well, we meet another character as well. We first, who then kind of goes and gets Pura. We meet um, Joshua. Joshua. Yes. Who is the. I kind of took her to be like Pura's understudy, mm. um, but uh, yeah, um, <laughs> Pura's uh, she doesn't look like how she looked like in Breath of the Wild. That's for sure. She doesn't even quite look how she did in Age of Calamity, because this design yeah. is 
similar, but like she's got a slightly different hairdo, and like the way she's wearing that coat and stuff, the internet has gone insane for a reason. <laughs> so there is a the explanation behind this is that kind of skipping ahead to some things that you probably won't know the first time you see Pura, but yeah, if you poke about in the the lab at Lookout Landing um, and some other locations that are linked to to Pura and the Sheikah, you can find Pura's diary split into four parts. And she does talk about how she managed to partially reverse the anti-aging technology that she used on herself back in Breath of the Wild um, to age herself up to a more st- an age where she doesn't need to get people to get things off the top shelf for her <laughs> things right. like that so really that kind of just leaves it ambiguous as to how many how much time has passed until you get some more maybe concrete answers later in the game but um that's why she's um it's not like she's had 20 years pass or however long it's been <laughs> between breath of the wild and this okay. but she's pretty much that. solved um Solved aging yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she has technically found a way for everyone in Hyrule to be immortal, so... I think it's quite amusing that um, that Robbie just had nothing to do with the aging experiments going on. He's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be a crotchety old... but not crotchety, I'm going to be a, a small, eccentric old man. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> So the first chat, well, she obviously like quizzes you, finds out what's been going on so mm. far. I think I actually, I did record the little clip where she's recapping your adventures so far. But then she's like, oh, so you're back. That means Zelda's back too, right? And obviously when the answer is no, your next mission is to go and investigate what's going on there. Hmm. So she sends you to go and join a search party which has been stationed at Hyrule Castle. Um, and uh, which is the next logical step, right? Like you uh, all this kicked off at Hyrule Castle, so maybe Zelda's still buried underneath there, or was she lifted into the air with all the nonsense that happened? Um, we already have an inkling to the contrary, maybe by this point, but uh, Link and uh, everybody else probably doesn't. Yeah, I mean, did Link hear that rewind sound that we heard? Who knows? Who knows, right, yeah. yeah. How anything when you're using like powers and stuff in a game, it's like, canonically, can the characters see this, or is this just a gameplay concern? For the player, yeah. I like to imagine with Ultra Hand that they don't see like the lines and stuff going off, and they just see like a floating bit of wood in front of Link, and that's yeah, why well, they're I, I like, so yeah, that's I mean. terrified. I, I always imagine it that Link can see all of that, but the the char- the other characters can't. Mm. Yeah. So after kind of getting the objective from Pura to go and check out Hyrule Castle, um, Lookout Landing opens up a bit and gives you a chance to kind of uh, poke about 
and it becomes apparent that this might be something maybe of a hub area so to speak mm-hmm. in this game yeah yeah you've got a little place you can rest you've got the um <coughs> the goddess statue which so far is still the one i always come back to and yeah you've got a couple of shops you've got characters you can talk to about various subquests i mean you still have to travel a lot to do all the different missions but this is the closest the game has to like you say a hub area that you can just run run all of your operations from one point. Yeah. Like, I always, if I needed to restock on meals, um, after, like, a diff- difficult fight, I would go down t- um, I would go down and use the cooking pot, have a little sleep, and then uh, head back out again. Um, yeah, actually, like, this, like, what does sleeping do in, in, in this game anyway? Is it actually useful? I'm, I'm like, missing really something. I know, like, heels and stuff like that, but, like, generally, like, if I'm, like, going back to look at land that I drop in, like, a heart, like, blessings or light to get heart containers, you get heels off of that anyway, right? I guess, if you've got them to hand. Um, I mean, other locations where you have to spend money, like, in a stable, mm. there's usually a, there, a pricier option than just a basic rest, which will usually give you the bonus yellow hearts or a bonus stamina wheel or both even um so it is so it is quite convenient marling's just permanently exhausted because he never sleeps like <laughs> bags under why, his sh- why should why you should why should you be sleeping when you've got adventuring to do you know shrines to collect yeah, um, to help listen link you're never going to beat ganadorf if you're not on that grind set mindset You've got to be waking up at 5am <laughs> and thinking thoughts about power. You've got to be downing a coffee at 4.30am. You've got to be clanging and banging before anyone else is even waking up. Is this your Arnie alarm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what, what I think is quite uh, cool from a lower perspective as well is the kind of area which has the cooking pot and the goddess statue and the bed that we're referring to um, is an actual shelter, like they call it like an emergency shelter and the, the 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 guards kind of talk about how this was likely used by the royal family to you know, hide and escape from the castle in times mm-hmm. of need um, so there is a lower reason for why there is this underground That makes it a pretty good kind of like, area. base of operations for the lookout land like Definitely. Um, like but it's clear as well. Boxed in, like, built for, like, made out of wood. Like, you've actually got a position they can fall back to if any monsters were to attack. I think my, my reading of it was that the wood kind of walls and structure and such was put into place probably by Hudson Construction. But I think the little shelter in the centre of Lookout Landing was probably oh, always there. Yeah, it's always there. Yeah. And they've built around yeah. it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Ah, right, cool, cool. We're on the same page. So, yeah, did you guys just immediately head off to Hyrule Castle after being given this objective? Pretty much, because I, I, I sort of... At this point, I realised, like, oh, I'm, I'm not really done with the tutorial. I've still kind of... Mm. Mm-hmm. Got stuff to unlock. I should probably just yeah. do do what I'm told for a little while. Um, and yes, yeah, so 
again, very different to Breath of the Wild, where you were putting off the castle till that's the end of the game. Mm. And here we are, right? I mean, we can't actually get up to the castle, but basically sent there as our first little mission. Yeah. I mean, some of the some of the kind of ground floor bits of the castle are still kind of left there after being ripped out of the earth. <laughs> um, and you can later on poke about if you so wish. But, um, yeah, where we're going up to Hyrule Castle. And it, it, it's interesting, like, despite despite it being totally, you know, bereft of any enemies or such as you approach the castle and and as you move towards kind of meeting up with the, the, the search party, there's still a real air of uneasiness, I felt, kind of approaching yeah, well, the castle. All the trees are dead. The, vi- the town is still in ruins, completely abandoned. No one's living here again yet. Like... Even though, you know, the calamity is over, um, I imagine this place still has a lot of bad memories for everyone. Yeah, it's interesting that they didn't begin rebuilding the castle quite, um, you know, from after they'd kind of drove out the calamity. But like you said, look, like, probably just bad vibes. We never kind of really get to see that, right? We don't know, like, all your shots are in the game when the castle gets ripped up. You don't kind of get to see what that... Zelda has Zelda has a line in that start when you're under the castle that like, oh, since the calamity the castle's fallen into disrepair. Ah, yeah. Uh, They're just like, yeah, I mean, maybe she would want to go back there because it's, you know, her ancestors. Yeah, yeah, well, it's the whole part of like, I guess that's why you kind (laughs) of, you've got Hudson and Cole and stuff like that kind of rebuilding, helping with rebuilding everything. Yeah. But yeah, I'd imagine rebuilding this castle that everyone hates is low priority at the moment. Mm. Yeah. So before we get to the castle properly, um, we spoke about the two shrines earlier on being dictatorial vibes. Um, the Kyonosis shrine, uh, real tutorial vibes. Yeah, literally another little combat tutorial. They had it's, one I'm, pretty much just like this in Kakariko in Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, which yeah, is where they're kind of like teaching the you moves and, and stuff like that. Mm, more kind of advanced combat maneuvers than just swinging a sword, right? Um, so the I remember, I think I remember the Kakariko one we're talking about. But then after that, I remember most combat shrines just being a little, here's a thing to fight. Mm-hmm. Whereas so far in Tears of the Kingdom, they've all been trying to teach me a different combat mechanic. Yeah. Um, and the ones that are kind of, rather than just solving a puzzle, they ask you to beat up some enemies. They've got a twist. Um, but some of them are are just, here we're going to teach you about stealth or you know focusing on headshots with the bow um things like that this one teaches you obviously about flurry rushes and parrying and charge attacks you know very key elements of the combat system in this game that you're going to be using in a lot of your difficult encounters in the game pretty much in every fight near enough um if you're you know trying to fight competently um so yeah not not much to say really beyond that it's just uh 
a nice chance to learn. And then we can stroll. Well, I mean, I think there are a couple other NPCs we can meet who will tell you about, like, oh, we're doing Zona expeditions or we're doing Chasm expeditions and stuff. But most people are just sort of sitting around tired waiting for you to go. Mm. And again, like, another little hint that you should crack on and do the main quest at the moment is that no one will actually talk to you about their side quests yet. Yeah, like, for example, those group of soldiers, they kind of talk about how they're part of a monster eradication squad, but they don't go into much beyond that, and yeah, the game's kind of like, wanting to crack on. We walk up to the main doors of the castle. Uh, back in Breath of the Wild, we used Magnesis to open them. We can do the same thing now using the Ultra Hand. Ultra Hand, yeah. yeah. And we can make our way up to, well, as as much of the castle as is still on the ground, basically. Yeah. The last um, watchtower. You're going up to the third gatehouse? First gatehouse? One of the two. The first, probably the first, right? <laughs> that would make sense, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just maybe thought like third, then second, then first. Maybe they're talking yeah, about yeah, from the castle they down. Count it, yeah. which, which, which we're under, they count it, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you're being told to go and meet Captain, was it Bez? Baz? Hoz. Boz? Hoz. Bez. Captain Bez. Happy melon, man. Yeah, Captain Hoz. Big Captain Hoz and his band of merry men with pots on their heads. And that's it. He seems very stressed when you actually get them, which, yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you're not... We kind of theorise it's been a couple of months, right? Like, since... It's been a little um, while, yeah. They keep it very vague how long. Well, this is also where, like, they're kind of hawsing code and stuff like that. They've spoken about, like, Zelda's been sighted, right? Like, this is why you're up at the castle. Because there's been a sighting of Zelda. And, mm. and uh, lo and behold, very conveniently, when Link is chatting to Captain Hawes, we have another sighting of the princess... Yeah, she just kind of appears mysteriously and disappears like a ghost. Yeah, kind of floats away in the video light and into the sky. She went, yeah, yeah. Um, at this stage, we don't really have any hint as to what's going on. It's all very mysterious. Mm, yeah, especially as our first assumption before we left the Great Skyland was that. She'd basically just gone back in time. Yeah. But this is our hint that oh, there's, there's something more going on than just, you know, she's gone back to the loon, she needs to get back to the future. <laughs> Marty. <laughs> Definitely, I had... Well, I mean, to be honest, I still don't quite know what's going on. <laughs> okay. But at this stage, it's all it's all a mystery. And I think you were talking about Hoz being stressed. Like, him and his men, they want to be fighting monsters. And yeah. they are trying to solve mysteries far beyond their ken. Like, they, they don't know how, how they're going to find Princess Zelda. They're like, they came to have a look, but, you know, it's one thing and to like, search for someone physically. It's another thing to solve weird existential time travel ghost mysteries. They're also very reluctant to poke to 
kind of there's so there's still some like the basement of the castle still kind of like there mm. um like you can kind of poke about in that um so after this happens you're you're obviously told to report back and report you just saw zelda fly away like a ghost um if you want to though you can like i said poke about kind of the basement side of things of the castle um and there's a couple of npcs by the doors going you probably shouldn't there's some really nasty monsters in there yeah they don't like but if you want to no, they do. Um, oh, they, oh, do. Like, they could not. They told me like I, I just remember like talking about this now. Like I've got kind of some unfinished business to go back to an NPC who wouldn't let me past the area, the door that he was guarding because I wasn't well equipped enough. Mm. Apparently, did had you spoken to Hoz first by that point? Probably not. And then I just like kind of yeah, because after I'd done everything else, I just went back to report like we were saying and just kind of forgot about it. So I definitely yeah. poked about in the the castle after I spoke to Hoz, right. um, and uh, yeah, like th- there's a lot of like um, like black bacoblins, black moblins, you know, enemies that you should not be fighting at this stage. Um, but you can kind of poke about and have a look, and there's um, you know some you can get some good weapons and such there, but. It, they're not like um, it's not like where in Breath of the Wild if you went to the castle in early stage you were going to get end game weapons like you could pick up right. the Hylian shield for example you know um, it felt like more like mid game weapons shall we say like okay. nothing too wild but a nice little head start um, but it was yeah it was it was interesting just to kind of poke about and see. Okay, is there anything the soldiers maybe missed whilst they were because they were a bit nervous about obviously fighting some of those nastier beasties? Um, but yeah, no, no real, no real sign of anything. Um, whilst we were poking about down there, well, I've not missed out on anything like too crazy. No, then. definitely not. There's only um, there's one interesting bit of bit of lore i suppose you could say that i've not really seen tie into anything so i i feel it's worth bringing up at this point but you can you can find a plaque that it's by this kind of like stairwell and it's kind of been ripped away as though it was like, it was like leading down further down probably down to maybe where lincoln zelda traveled yeah. talking about how the the castle is always the, the, something wrong. I can't remember how exactly it goes, but it kind of paraphrases that the castle has always stood as a a bastion against evil, and the castle should never be moved from from where it lies right now, and should stand for all time as a pillar against evil sort of deal. Kind of suggesting that maybe they purposely built this castle to maybe uh, avoid anybody muscling Escaping, in and yeah. disturbing disturbing a certain mummy <laughs> down below yes. um so nothing wild definitely. definitely haven't missed anything wild by 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 not poking down there but um it's just a nice little additional bit of lore i supply yes, uh, yes, deep beneath ah, right. this land our mighty first ruler imprisoned the demon king oh, yeah, to ensure the king's magic would hold we erected a castle here to protect this sacred site Without the castle in place, 
the site may be disturbed, allowing the Demon King's hatred and rage to be revived. The preservation of this castle is therefore tied to the prosperity of the kingdom. Yeah. May it watch over an eternal peace. So even more so, on the nose than uh, you were suggesting. Like, no yeah, I, think, <laughs> I was pa- paraphrasing it and making it more vague than it actually was. Yeah. I have been down in the dungeons under the Hyrule Castle a little bit, uh, but not through this route. Yes. yes. Um, same. Yeah, same. Yeah, I found that for sure. That, um, I think we'll probably speak about that in a much later episode because that, the way you probably got to the dungeons. You your first dungeon or something? Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. So, um, heading back to, uh, to Lookout Landing, we chat to Pura about spotting Zelda. And uh, we don't really have a lead anymore as to where she could be because she's floated up into the ether. Um, but she does suggest a few different avenues you can go down. Um, or does she tell you first to go check out the elephant in the, the landing, so to speak, the giant tower that we've not checked out? I can't remember the exact order of things. I remember if she tells you if you have to do the tower before she gives you information or not. Uh, yeah, she basically says, well, i got no idea where to look for Zelda, but these weird phenomena are going on, so why not look into those? But before that, yeah, we get to do our first tower. Skyview Tower. Um, well, they're all Skyview Towers, right? That's just what they're called. Uh, yeah, this one is just called the, the Lookout Landing Skyview yeah. Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so towers are a bit different than how they were in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, um, I think they're um, they're much more fun because towers in Breath of the Wild, whilst there usually was a puzzle to find out how you're going to climb it, a large part of it was climbing up this vertical sl- this vertical, you know, <laughs> tower, <laughs> um, and that could be quite not boring as such, but frustrating maybe at times. Um, whereas this like time, just a chore, but like yeah, a chore. That's probably a better way to put it. Yeah, I don't know if it did did did, but it was it often was a bit of a mission at least. Yeah, but um, now they've still retained the puzzle aspect as to activating the towers but you're all you're trying to do is just open the door and activate a terminal on the ground floor of the tower yeah i think that's the difference because the entrance is at the ground floor now it means the variety of puzzles they can do is much different because mm. you had to get to the top in breath of the wild it meant that every puzzle was some variation on how do i get to the top oh, no, no, i'm not gonna climb this yeah 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 Whereas here, yeah, some of them you have to climb to the top because, like, something's blocking it or whatever. But sometimes you have to go to caves underneath. Sometimes you just have to solve the some same, puzzle nearby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, like you said, a lot more variety this time. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, this one you just open the door, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, don't have, you don't have to do any puzzle this time because it needs this to introduce the... you to what you're going to be doing in these towers. Yes. Um, um, and yeah, so we were talking about multiple times right playing this game you're not sure you're going to get a paraglider 
Um, and then Pura says, like, yeah, we've been waiting for someone who's good at paragliders to come along because we need someone to do some paragliding. <laughs> like, they've been testing, like, all these other people up flying up this sky tower. They just, yeah, well, <laughs> it's like... maybe they just have a normal human reaction to getting launched. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, they, <laughs> yeah. they got consumed by the gloom. It wasn't us that fired them up this sky view tower. Well, I mean, maybe they'd survived, but rather than... Yeah, like, yeah. Handily taking out their camera and doing something. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of getting at. Maybe kind of blame their injuries on the gloom, but it's actually injuries from (laughs) using them as, like, kind of. to operate the Skyview Tower, but no one can do it. (laughs) And then, yeah. I was initially thinking, like, why did it just get a Rito to do it? But maybe why the Rito haven't been travelling as much will become apparent. I think maybe Shiva has a line about that, like. You know, we would like to get a Rito to do it, but that's not really an option right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Interestingly, just a little bit of uh, a little bit of an amusement here before we talk about the tower in a bit more detail. Um, if you complete um all four kind of initial main objectives before you get the paraglider, there's like an additional line that Pura has where she goes, "Wait, what? You did what?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. So, like, obviously, the game probably didn't intend you for you to do that, but the the the, the, the devs recognised that somehow you did it, and they threw in that just that little bonus line for you. Oh, yeah, they've definitely done that good. with like other side quests and stuff, where like, like you get the quest and then you're like, I've already done that. Like you're thinking to yourself, You've already done just it. click A and then like, just quest complete. Yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> love that. Like, because that would be that would be terrible. Like. Imagine if like did like you never activated the quest, but so you could never do it. Like if you just lost out on a specific side quest, that'd be mm-hmm. so annoying. Lesser devs might have had that issue. I don't. Yeah. I kind of trust Nintendo to Nintendo fall into that. that. Well, I certainly stuff. trust this side of Nintendo for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so the <clears throat> the Skyview Tower is essentially one massive rocket to propel a human being skyward um, and for them to attach a Sheikah USB to their pure pat to scan the uh, to scan the, the, the region and kind of get topography information and such um, what I really like but about I think... a lot of this this tech that we're seeing is it's like we had that ancient Sheikah technology in the first game. Mm-hmm. And this is like Pura trying to recreate it. But she can't well, quite. My reading into this was a bit different because I thought... So you clearly see when you activate the the, the tower, as you see kind of little guardian limbs oh, pop out. Yeah. My reading into this is the Skyview Towers are maybe one way that Pura um, recreated. Um, well, sorry, not recreated. Repurposed. repurposed that's the, the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and 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 probably other tech as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's definitely what she's doing is repurposing old Sheikah tech. But she hasn't figured out how the Sheikah could just scan the area the way their towers did. She still has yeah. to go into the air and look at it. But it also has the added effect of scanning um, the sky islands as well, which is. Uh, a byproduct she probably didn't know about at the time when they were making these. Yes.
But yeah, we so when you did the lookout, the Skyview Tower, did you? How far away did you land? I just went right back down. I, I knew I, I was going to be have to go chat to Pearl again. Yeah, but later I would always go up there and then end up getting distracted by something flying off in another direction. I've also targeted three other things in other directions. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait. Is there anything in the sky you can land on from this one? Not easily, no. no. one of the only ones you can't. Yeah, which I think is a good Oh, there's one of those like, star-shaped islands, but you can't really do anything at it yet. It's, well, that one is... That one's impossible to reach. Um, oh, yeah? Okay. Um, and becomes... Oh, you don't awesome. need to get to that one. Yeah, you'd, I see. Yeah. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like yeah. animation and uh, when you kind of fly up. And the animation, I like the, the music, the seeing the world like that. Like, I like the fact again, that it's clearly like... many times. Like when you go up the a sky view tower. The fact that game like... could render all of that. <laughs> and then you've got some stuff struggling on Switch to do like a room. Wizards, absolutely. I was going to say though, they are like they are sneakily disguising, a, like a loading, like the map. Oh, I'm sure they are a little during bit. Scavia servers, but it's clever the way they do it though, because while we've not got full control, you can still turn the camera and it's still clearly like mm -hmm. loading the map to get this yeah. big like sky view. Like, but it's so clever. This it's great. I love it. Like when you go up and you can just rotate the camera around, like looking for new areas before you actually start set off to skydive. It's it. very clever. I even like the initial when the kind of that giant bellows, I don't even what to call it, is inflating mm. below the tower. Yeah. And you kind of have that kind of free stage zoom where it kind of pans in and you've got the music stings to yeah. go along with it. As, um, the Every... first one we do here as well, where Link's not expecting it, and suddenly <laughs> all these um all these guardian arms start harassing him is great. It gave me, um, and I don't know if it's a purposeful homage, but it definitely made me think of um, when Link gets shot out of the cannon towards the Forbidden Fortress in Wind Waker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, sure yeah, that does a had, similar thing. Very similar, like comedy zooms and yeah. stuff and everything. Yeah, that's that. That's what made me think of it. Is the yeah, music thing kind of flexing their like kind of playful like, comedy side? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it might not be like an homage so much as just they've still got the same sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I like that. Like, I like that Zelda's not a humorless game, right? Like, they, they do yeah, especially fun. when it, it can be pretty dark. Like, even this one, mm -hmm. this this whole game and story in different hands could be like, you know, well, what a harrowing dark vision of a post-apocalyptic world harassed <laughs> by yet another calamity. But it doesn't feel like that at all. No, there's still life to this world. Yeah, still life. Watch me attach this rocket to a Korok. <laughs> There's still life in this world till I'm through with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, upon landing back down, go chat to Pura, and uh, she gives us a multitude of little objectives, and the game also gently nudges some other objectives for you potentially to check out as well. Um, she tells you that there's been some strange goings on happening with our uh, the the four other races of Hyrule, um, which we'll probably go and check out at some point. And she kind of 
drops are not so subtle and that maybe you should go and check out what's happening with the Rito. Um, nudge, nudge, go, go chat to the Rito. Um, I think Pura even tells you, like, oh, there's this newspaper. They might be able to help you investigate more. You should check them out. It's not and pure. Which, like you um, said, is another hint that you should head in the Rito direction. It's not pure, actually, but it's when you land back from the... I forgot about this. When you land from the Skyview Tower, um, at the bottom of the tower, <coughs> there's... Um, uh, real, yeah. Oh, there's yeah, I know, I know he's there, your um, little reporter friend. Yeah. But I, th- I think I'd already had it mentioned to me a couple of times before I even spoke to him. Ah, uh, right. I think, like, multiple people are telling you. She also ben, says that... Um, you know, you can maybe go check with Joshua and Robbie, they're investigating um, the the chasms, and yeah. that might be worth a look. Um, and there's also a very flustered Sheikah attendant who's trying to look for Impa as well, um, which uh, seems to be, again, where he's pointing, uh, is heading up towards the Rito as well. So the game and uh and us <laughs> might be going up towards the veto uh, yeah, at some it's, point. Weird, it, it does drop an awful lot of different objectives on you so at first i'm like well this is a bit overwhelming but then you realize oh a lot of these things are all lining up in one direction so i guess i can just head that way and not worry about the rest just yet which is a pretty smart way of doing it i guess Yeah, so despite um, despite us talking about we're probably going to go head up towards the Hebra region and check out the Rito, um, what we should probably do first is see what's going on with uh, Robbie and Joshua, as that's the one one sort of main objective that's a bit out of the way. Let's let's check out those guys first, and uh, perhaps uh, we'll, we'll find uh, we'll find that to be a fruitful endeavour. We shall see. Um, yes, so join us for that one next time. Um, until then, Luke, where can we be found? We can be found on Twitter at Hyrule Field Pod, or also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this, make sure you rate and review, like and subscribe. Um, tell your friends, you know, we're a pretty new podcast, we want to find some listeners, so please do share this around in any capacity that you have in your Zelda Facebook groups or on your Discords or just, you know, around the water cooler at work. Why not tell a buddy? <laughs> and uh, if you want to help support the podcast, keep it online. You can head to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. And there you can throw a dollar a month our way to help keep it going and listen to episodes early. And also you can just find links to the other podcasts me and my pals create. Um, why not check out Films or Filth, the Citizen Kane of podcasts, where we talk about the top 100 and bottom 100 films on IMDb, uh, where we just recently recorded an episode with uh, a certain James J. Moyles himself. Yes, indeed. On a very bland movie. Dreadful's not the word. Bland is correct. Yeah, it's just... Eh. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Jas, what are your sage words of advice for this week? It's got to be, it's not done until it's sun and done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Bye. goodbye. Cheerio.